Hello, and welcome to the podcast of the Central Church of God, located at 5120 Central Avenue, Portage, Indiana. Here, you can listen to Sunday service by Pastor Robert Sluter. If you have questions, prayer requests, or want more information about our church, please feel free to contact Pastor Robert at 219-963-8496. Everything that you have, give the Lord a shout of praise. Oh, hallelujah! Hallelujah! Glory, praise you! We worship you. Come on, we can do better. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Glory be to your name, oh Lord! Glory be to your name! Hallelujah! Amen. You know what we're doing right now? We're making room for the presence of the Lord. We're making room for His presence. Heavenly Father, we worship You in this place. And we magnify You. Blessed be Your name. Amen. 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 And if you can, you may be seated. Thank you, praise team, for leading us in worship today. God is so good. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So I want to go ahead and preach this morning a message. Entitled, Making Room for the Presence of the Lord. Isn't God good? Hallelujah. I sense His presence here today. We want to be sensitive to His presence. We're calling this, this is a a national campaign that goes around, and we've done this for the last several years, and uh, we call it Back to Church Sunday. And, uh, And so we welcome everyone that's here physically or if you're watching online, um, uh, this is not to make anybody feel bad that hasn't been in church for a while. This is saying we're glad you're here today, that you've chosen to worship with us. You're, you're choosing to fellowship with us, and, and afterwards you choose to eat with us, I hope, and, and we're just going to have a good time together. But the most important thing is every time we come into the house of the Lord that we give our very best in worship, that we give our very best in praise and listening to Him, because of what he has for us. He's not done with the people of God. He's not done with the church. We're still to be a light on a hill. We're, we're still to, to be a, a light to those who are in darkness. We need to represent Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. So this morning I remind you, if you've been with us, uh, of our uh, banner that we've been standing under of, uh, of 2023 of returning, refining, and rebuilding. Uh, I believe this is a message that God has poured into us at the beginning of the year and that he is working through us and that there's a returning to the, to the house of God. Uh, uh, we're praying for your sons and your daughters, your granddaughters, your grandsons, your mothers, your fathers, uh, uh, your husbands, your wives, uh, uh, your nephews, and, and the list goes on and on. Your neighbors, anyone who's not uh, been walking with the Lord, we're praying that there will be a return if they've known Him uh, one time in their life, whether it was for a, a weekend at a church and they, and they gave their heart to the Lord and then walk away and got tackled up in the weeds of life again. Uh, but if they've heard the truth one time, they confess Jesus Christ, but they're not walking 
We're praying for a return uh, to the house of the Lord. Uh, not just a house of the Lord, but that relationship with Christ. We're praying for a refining uh, in us as, as believers. How I many knows that He wants to work on us? Amen? You're like, Pastor, you keep saying the same thing every week. Well, I'm going to keep saying it until we get it, until we do it. Amen? And, and uh, there's others who are going to hear it for the first time. But this needs to be a, a burning within us that we're believing what the Lord has given to us for this day, for this hour, for this year, for this season, and the rebuilding of what he's wanting to do in the house of the Lord. Amen? And so if you've been with us for this year and you uh, understand our, our series that's been in the book of Nehemiah, you would, you would catch on to what the, the Lord is doing. And we believe that he is moving in our midst. God has a plan. Say that with me. God has a plan. So this morning I, I want us to get started um, by us declaring that this is the infallible word of, the God, of God. How many knows this is what we stand on? We're going to preach from it. We're going to say what it says, and we're going to believe what it, what it says to us. We're going to hold on. This is our standard. And I'm going to just let you know that when you say the Word of God, and you speak it in love, you speak it in truth, uh, but we speak it in love, but when it cuts to somebody's heart, it may bring offense to them that the Word of God does bring offense to people when they're not in right standing with Him. But we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit not just to let them get offended, but they'll be convicted. How many knows there's a conviction of the Holy Spirit? The conviction is not to bring condemnation. The conviction is to bring repentance to help us line up with the Word and the Word, and the word of Jesus Christ because He has something better for our lives. If you're watching online, and, and even maybe this morning I've said something you haven't agreed with. Well, I've said everything that lines up with the Word of God, so don't disagree with me. You're disagreeing with the Word of God. And so you got to realize that God wants to bring a change in our mind. We can't change his word. He needs to change our minds and our hearts to line up with his word and we're going to stand on the word of God. But everything we do, we do it with love. We say it because people need to hear the truth. And we're not just talking about one subject matter. I'm talking about sin. Sin. How many has ever been in sin before? Every hand should be up, both hands raised. You should be standing on the chair right now saying, I used to be a sinner. And some of you still may be dealing with sin issues, but the grace of God will break those strongholds in your life. That's, who, that's what we believe. The grace of God is powerful. And He breaks strongholds. He breaks addiction. He, he, he breaks the bondage uh, that's holding us back. And he gives us grace and mercy. So we start the message every week making this declaration because we want everyone who hears in this room and hears online, this is what we believe. Let's say it together. I believe this is the Word of God. I believe it's fully the Word of God in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. I'm ready to receive His Word today. I'm alert, I'm listening, and I'm hungry. Lord, open my ears to hear and my heart to receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Sounded good today. Well, we've been in the book of... Nehemiah, we've talked about the return of those who were in captivity. And I just want to make this message relatable to us today. I'm going to be preaching out of the book of Jeremiah. This is taking place while they're already in captivity, wondering why they are there, and, and God's going to show them, I, I've warned you, I've warned you, and I've warned you. So when we're in Nehemiah, we're celebrating because God kept his word to set them free. Amen? Amen. God will always keep his word. 
Someone needs to say that with me. God will always keep his word. And so the, the people in Nehemiah are, are realizing what took place, uh, and it's happened under the, uh, under the watch of their forefathers that they were disobedient. And so in Jeremiah, we see that they're in captivity or in Babylonian captivity. But you're like, how does that relate to that? I don't feel like we're in captivity, but how many knows that we're, we're foreigners in this world that we're walking on? And we've got to understand how do we, how do we stay connected to the kingdom of God while we're living in the, in the, on the earth in an ungodly world. And I believe that God gives us some instructions that we can take through in parallel with the book of Jeremiah of how we conduct ourselves while we're living here looking forward to heaven. Is anybody looking forward to heaven? Yeah. See, I'm just going to go ahead and get on another soapbox. I, I hear preachers talk about that. Nobody ever talks about heaven anymore. I think we talk about heaven. I think we talk about looking for heaven. I also hear people say they don't talk about righteousness. I think we talk about righteousness here. So maybe we're a minority, I don't know, but I think it's just normal the things that we talk about is as godly things. I'm looking forward. I know that God is coming back. He sent his son for the church that's looking for him and ready for him. So be ready. Amen. That's our hope. There's a lot of shirts here that, that says hope on it. I like that. There's other ones that says known, notice, and love. And that's when you have the hope and you're known, noticed, and loved by God and you're connected with other people. Amen. So I'm going to go to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29. And we're going to read uh, through the, uh, the first few verses here. And you're going to connect with, especially verse 11. A lot of people quote that. A lot of people have that on their, on their walls and different things. But I want us to see the context. And I want you to follow along in your outline up the right-hand corner of the screen. You'll see uh, some, some phrases there. That's what you fill the blanks in. Very simple to follow this morning. But say this with me. Make room to listen to the word of the Lord. We've got to make room in our life. That's what happens on, on Sunday morning. That's what happens in your devotion time. That's what happens in, in Bible studies and, and training and discipleship. I'm making room for the word of the Lord to hear and listen to the word. This is what Jeremiah the prophet writes. Now these are the words of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem to the remainder of the elders who were carried away captive. You remember the book of Daniel that there were some that were taken in captivity, and we see the, the, the end of, the, uh, of the, the kingdoms, the northern and southern. We see the northern kingdom uh, being taken, and it was destroyed. Now the southern kingdom is taken into Babylon, and we see that they are being held captive. The, the, he's writing this letter to them, to the priests, the prophets, all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, took in, carried away in, from Jerusalem to Babylon. Verse 4. I'm going to drop down a couple of verses. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all who were carried away captive. He's trying to get their attention through the prophet of Jeremiah. Listen, here's what's happening. Here's what's happened to you. You've got to make room to hear the word of the Lord or you're going to miss it. And, and there's a lot of people who are walking in this day that we're in, wondering why things are going the way that they are because they're not reading the word of God. How many knows that we're getting closer and closer to the end of time? The rapture can take place anytime. I'm prepared today, but uh, it may be another 20 years, 50 years. I don't know. No one knows, but we've got to be ready. But we're seeing the signs. How many knows that there's, uh, uh, there's rumors of wars? There's, there's, there's tragedies on the earth. There's floods. Libya, wow. Earthquakes, Morocco, thousands upon thousands. What is it, 13,000 in, in uh, Libya that they found dead so far? 
thousands in Morocco buried under rubble, and, and these things keep having fires in Hawaii. I mean, we are getting closer. The earth is groaning, Romans chapter 8. Groaning for the Creator to redeem because of the sins of man has brought destruction. So we got to understand the day that we're in. And what we need to do is keep our eyes on Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. Don't be surprised when things go hard, but God is never going to forsake the people of God. He's never going to let us go without if we're faithful to him. Because we see a people here that were taken in captivity. They thought they were the people of God, but they didn't obey the commands of God, and so they were taken in captivity. And I'm not saying we're held captive. I'm saying is that we've got to keep our eyes on Jesus and not be surprised about the things that happen around us. Now, we've got to stand up for what is right. We can't just allow those things to take place without a voice. We'll talk about that more here in a moment. Here's what the Lord says to the, to the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all who were carried away captive, whom I have caused to be carried away. Here, you, you can't miss this. You're saying God, God made that happen? He allowed it to happen because of what? Their disobedience. And there's some people you may know, you may even experience yourselves. It's okay, we've, nobody's perfect, right? You think, you, you think it's all right, but when you're disobedient, you're not going to have the blessings of God on your life. Are you, are you saying that we have to walk in righteousness and holiness? Yes. There's no reason to hide that. Is this, a, is this a, a tally sheet that we have to keep and check off? No. It's a relationship with Christ. But we can't slip into let sin be just one of those things like, ah, that's something I just deal with. And if there's people as honest in this room or watching online, there may be some things that you've dealt with in your life for a long time. And you know it wasn't right. You struggle with it. But the Holy Spirit kept convicting you of it. But I want to let you know there's victory in Jesus. You can be an overcomer in Jesus Christ. Don't let it become, well, that's just something I deal with. I'm just going to put up with it. I guess I'll never shake this. This must be what Paul was talking about. No. If you're caught in sin and you're struggling with sin, it's not a thorn in the flesh. It's the flesh. Somebody needs to tweet that. That was pretty good. I never said that before. It's not a thorn in the flesh. It's the flesh. And God wants us to overcome the flesh, not in our own strength, not in our own might, but through the power of Jesus Christ, we can be, you can be an overcomer. But God wants this for us because there's freedom in this. But we have to realize that when God allowed this to happen, it is because of the disobedience of the people. We serve the same God. He expects the same thing from us. Keeping our eyes on him. Heeding to the word of the Lord. That's why we have to hear the word of God. Last part of that verse. He dwells in the, they build houses and he dwell in them. They plant gardeners, they eat their fruit. Verse 6. He says, take wives. Begot sons and daughters and take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands so that they may bear sons and daughters. Here's what he's saying. You're going to be in a foreign land. But instead of just wondering and Okay, are we just going to get out of here soon? I don't know what to do. He's saying, you're going to go ahead and stay. He goes, I want you to take wives. He's got a, he's got a, a purpose here. I want you to, your sons 
and your daughters to, to marry, I want you to keep replenishing. What, what was the first command uh, for Adam and Eve, right? Replenish the earth. I have a purpose for my people that will call me God, will follow after me. He's saying, even in this place of captivity, I want you to prosper. I want you to increase and not diminish. I don't want you to get smaller in size. I want you to get stronger because now we're looking ahead to Nehemiah. He had a purpose to bring him back, right? He didn't want to just bring back a small little group. I know we call it the remnant, yeah. He had a remnant, but he has, his, his desire, his will was that they would increase there. Like a, like a reaccount of when they were in the Egyptian bondage, what happened there? When Joseph died, what happened? The people of God, they, they kept multiplying, and it made the enemy, it made the people of the world nervous. This is what God wants for us right now. We need to be so populated, we need to see Christianity growing so much that it's scaring the people of the world, and those who are in authority are going to try their best to come against the church. But I want to declare right now that the, that the enemy cannot win, the gates of hell cannot overcome the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen? The gates of hell will not prevail. So we need to in keep increasing. We need to keep having spiritual births, regeneration, people saved in this day that we're in. Because I've heard some Christians, I, I don't know if we should have kids. I, I would hate to see anybody born in the day that we're in. That's not God's plan. He's not, he's not saying, well, the best answer is not to have more babies. Let's don't have, let's, by any chance, let's don't raise up any children in the fear of the Lord. Let's just stop the cycle right now and just hope that the rest of us will be strong enough to make it to, no, God is not done. He's, there, are, there are babies in the wombs right now that God is calling to be preachers and, and God is calling to, to minister to people because his return, whenever it is, there's people right now that are, that are in the room that God has a calling on their life. The enemy wants to snuff out that life. That's why we're against abortion. We're pro-life all the way at conception because we believe that God has birthed that into that mother, that he's breathed into that child, and he has a destination. He has a destiny. He has a purpose and a plan for every baby. Amen? But we got to understand the day that we're in, the enemy's going to try to keep going against the will of the Lord. And they don't even realize what they're doing. They're blind to it. They, they, they don't understand that they've given themselves over to the enemy. Their, their, their minds have been, and we heard a little bit of this yesterday, their minds have been seared. Their conscience has been seared. That's why we need to pray. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but that's why we need to pray for our leaders. God, get through to their minds. Get through to their heart. Well, this is a good place to read this verse in. Verse 7. I want you to write this down. Make room to pray and seek the peace of the Lord. Make room to pray and seek the peace of the Lord. Listen to this verse. Listen to the context. He says that I want you to go and while you're here, settle down for a little bit. You're not going anywhere soon. So you need to make the best of it, not to accept it as your home, but you need to be a light. You need to increase and become stronger. Keep listening to the word of the Lord. Then he says this, and seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away captive. This is not their homeland. This is not our home. But while we're here, we need to seek the peace of God to flood over our city. 
to flood over the state of Indiana, to flood over our country. Amen? We need a peace of God. How many could use a little bit more peace in this country? And it's not going to happen because we all get together and it's like, hey, let's try to agree on something. No, we get together under the authority of Jesus Christ and let's see what God has to say about it and let's follow his ways. But until then, there's going to be chaos, there's going to be confrontation, but we're praying not against people, we're praying God move on them. We're going to stand up for right. We're going to pray, God, let the grace of God flow in them that they may hear the truth. And if they're going to resist and resist, then deal with them, God. Our first response is not, Lord, take them out. Our first response is, God, change them. Has anybody been changed by the grace of Jesus Christ? Has anybody ever had a change of mindset because of God's power in your life? Uh, you used to think this way until you were exposed to the truth. You realized, you know what? That wasn't the right thinking. I, I'm glad that I changed uh, direction. I'm glad I changed my mind because I want my mind to line up with the Word of God, not just what my feelings. Has any, your, anybody's feelings ever led you around the wrong path? Taking you to the wrong door? Cause you to do the wrong things because you felt like this was the thing to do and you, you felt in your mind emotions and all that. We've got to let the Spirit of God lead us. Amen? Next verse. Verse 8. Listen to this. We've got to make room to listen to the right voice. Say that with me. Make room to listen to the right voice. This is what he... Jeremiah is saying under inspiration of God, For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Do not let your prophets and your diviners who are in your midst deceive you, nor listen to your dreams which you caused them to be dreamed, in some other translations, or listen to their dreams. These are false prophets not listening to what God is saying. So if you hear somebody who's preaching something that's contrary to the word, or, or, or giving some kind of false hope for the church to go this direction, and it doesn't really line up what God has always said, you better be warned right now and be, be ready to, to resist what they're saying. If you find any preachers that are, that are saying, maybe we, need to, maybe we need to accept the lifestyle. Listen, we'll never accept lifestyles that are outside of the, the will of God. Now, I know what you're all thinking. You're thinking you're just talking about homosexuals. No, I'm talking about people who are living together, that are not married. People who are, hey, and I'm trying to be careful. I know their kids might be watching. God has planned for man and for woman to marry before they experience anything else, and it's only for that married couple to experience things. We can't accept lifestyles. We can't accept the uh, things that you know, we're going to pray for people. We're not going to. We're, we're going to love on them if they come in. We're going to. We're going to let them be here to hear the word of God. Why? Because the word of God brings transformation. Amen. We'll even sell them a T-shirt. They can wear that. They're no notice and love. We want them to know that. But we're never going to accept and validate sinful lifestyles. But we will work with people who are saying, I need to change, and I want to change. Does everybody hear my heart this morning? Yeah. I'm not a mean preacher. I'm saying what the Word of God says. We've got to line up with His Word. And we can't be afraid to say it. Because the enemy wants to raise a fence. I want to do it the right way. I want people to stay to hear the whole message so they hear the whole thing before they make it a, a pre-assumption. You know, there's going to be some people who watch online or come into churches all around already waiting 
for just one thing to be said so they can leave. <laughs> it happens all the time. We need to pray, God, as you're moving on their heart, let their, let their guard be down. Anybody ever started a conversation with somebody? I, I, I want to say something to you, but I need you to hear me out <laughs> before, you, before you respond. Husbands and wives, you need to be able to do that. Uh, there's some times I still, even though Brandon says, I, I need you to hear everything that I'm saying, but my natural propensity is to jump ahead of time and, and go ahead and figure out what she's trying to say, which I'm off course. So I'll go ahead and say something like, and she's like, well, you, because you said that, you really messed it up. I, this is what I really had in mind to, to, to talk about. So help us, oh God, as a church, to be a beacon of light. When people come in, we're praying for them. We're praying the grace of God to capture their hearts when they walk in the door. Not to make a preconceived idea of who we are and what we believe, but to understand the Holy Spirit is leading and guiding us. Jeremiah's warning, be careful of who you're listening to. They're trying, and here's what's going on. They're trying to say, oh, this is just temporary, guys. This, this, is, this is about to be over. Listen, I, I don't know what America's going to look like in the next few years. I, we, we don't know what's going to happen. All I know is this, that God is always in control. He's never taken by surprise who's in office, and what office they hold. Now, we have a responsibility to do what we're supposed to do, and we need to do it in prayer, not getting caught up in hype of noise, but in prayer. But at the end of the day, God is in ultimate control, and our responsibility is to keep on praying for the peace. Stand up for what is right, but keep praying for every leader. They need the prayer. Whether you voted for them, didn't vote for them, agree or didn't agree, they need your prayer. God, change them. Let them follow you. It's important that we listen to the right voices because there's going to be some false prophets that show up in, in these end days and they're going to say some things that sound good, sounds better than the truth. <laughs> that's, what the, that's what they're saying here. Hey, hey, these false prophets are saying, hey, we're, we're going to get out of here real soon, but if you keep following this text, stay with me. He says, Verse 9, for they prophesy falsely to you in my name. I have not sent them, says the Lord. Be careful who you're listening to. Make sure you're, they're lining up with the word of God. I'm just going to go a step further. You'll know them by their fruit. If you, if you follow somebody and they end up showing, showing up on YouTube because they were nasty to people and they got caught, that's not somebody to follow. Amen. If it's an ongoing occasion and that's the fruit that they have, no, I, we need to bear good fruit. We're going to be known by our fruit. Verse 10 says, for thus says the Lord, after, is everybody reading the same verse I'm reading? After seven years. Oh, that's a lot bit longer. Seven? Who said 70? These false prophets are like, no, this is going to be over sooner than you know it. But God says, no, I, I have you here for 70 years. And I don't want you to get so comfortable that you don't want to leave, but I want you to know that while you're here, you can't just be grumbling and complaining and, and just barely existing. You need to be alive. We need to be alive as a church. As a people of God, people need to see life in us. 
Because if they don't see life in us, see, see when these people were in captivity and, and they were showing life, some of the ones that are holding them captive like, how can you be so happy? Do you not realize this is not really your home, that you're, uh, you're under our bondage? But if, when you have life, I have life in God. It doesn't matter where I live or where I stay. Uh, it doesn't matter what kind of car I drive or what house I have. Uh, when I have life in Jesus Christ, uh, I know that I'm somebody, that I'm under his care. Amen? He says, after 70 years are completed, I will visit you and perform my good word towards you and cause you to return to Jerusalem. Aren't you glad that we've read Nehemiah? We're not done yet, but we understand the promise is fulfilled. They came, they rebuild the city, they begin to rebuild the walls. And here's the verse that you all know. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace, not evil, to give you a future and a hope, right here, and a hope. And God is the same God for us today. He has a plan for us. He has a hope for us. We have to listen to the right voices to make it through. Oh, I'm just going to go ahead and go here. It's been over a couple of years, but COVID, there was a lot of people who weren't listening to the right voices. There was a lot of noise that was going on. And it was trying to rip the threads of the church. That was the plan of the enemy, to rip the threads of the church. We've got to be careful. We've got to seek God. We've got to see those who are, who are leading humbly. Meaning like, I, I've never done this before. I've never been through this kind of pandemic before. But I'm trusting the Lord that he's going to lead us. And we're going to let his light shine through us in the midst of it. We'll find ways uh, to get together. We'll find ways to keep sharing the word, but we're going to do it the right way. We're going to do it in a place of love. Yeah, there's a place to stand and fight. I'm trying to be careful today. But I'm just saying, be ready. You think that's, you think that's over? No, something's going to come up again. Something's going to happen again. We're at the end times. How many realize we're in the end times? And the enemy is, at the, is in, in this counterforce against God. What God is trying to do, the enemy's trying to, he knows what's about to happen, so he's trying to stir up things. And, and God's saying, keep listening to me, keep surrendering to me, keep being humble, be, keep having the fruit of the Spirit alive in you, and I will bring you through this. Because this is still a temporary home for us. Verse 14. I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from your captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I've driven you, says the Lord. I will bring you to the place from which I cause you to be carried away captive because, verse 15, because you have said the Lord has raised up prophets for us in Babylon. That sounds like a positive verse, but that's not. He's saying in some of the translations that because you have listened to the false prophets is why you're here. Because you've listened to the prophets, you thought it was going to be over sooner than later. He says, I'm writing this to you. I'm letting you know that it is going to be 70 years, but I'm going to keep my promise because you've listened to the false prophets. You're trying to be you're confused. And you're having a hope that's not supposed to be there because God's saying, I will bring you through. Listen to the right voices. Make sure. That they're lining up with the word of God. I know I keep saying that, but this is our stand. This is our truth. Amen. Now, I have to say it this way, too. 
as the end times keep unfolding. We have a roadmap, but we don't have GPS that's giving us step one, step two, step three, step four, right? Turn here, turn there. We're just trusting the Lord as things begin to happen. Lord, what do we do now? I want to listen to his voice. I know this may be different this morning. I, I'm not going to apologize. I'm going to say just hold on. So let's do the Bible. Are you ready? This week, read 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Make this your prayer. Lord, I will make room for you in my life. I will listen to your word, seek the peace that comes only from you, and listen to the right voices that draws me to the light of your presence and away from the darkness of this world. I'll give you a chance to write that down. I'll read it one more time, then I want us to read it together. Lord, I will make room for you in my life. I will listen to your word. I seek the peace that comes only from you and to listen to the right voices that draws me to the light of your presence and away from the darkness of this world. Let's say it together. Will you read it with me? Make this his prayer right now. Lord, I will make room for you in my life. I will listen to your word. Seek the peace that comes only from you and to listen to the right voices that draws me to the light of your presence and away from the darkness of this world. So give me a couple more minutes. Minutes. I'm going to read two New Testament passages. Hebrews chapter 11. This is that faith chapter. It says, These all died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them. How many knows that heaven is out there? Heaven's waiting for us. we got to hold on for the promise. He says, They embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. You've been hearing me saying that. Don't get so comfortable here. Don't get so caught up in what you can achieve here and, and, and all that you can gain here and all that you can, that you can acquire here. There's more to this life than possessions. God wants to bless us. God wants us to enjoy this earth. He wants to enjoy us enjoy the creation that he made. But we have to keep our eyes on Jesus and realize that we are just sojourners here. We're just passing by. Verse 14, for those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have an opportunity to return. If they wanted to really go back, they could, but he's, they, had a, they had a different idea, a different objective. They wanted to get home, heaven. That's what we want to do. How many wants to go to heaven? Amen. Hope everybody raises their hand. I, I want to go to heaven. I, I want to get there, and I don't want to just slide in by the skin of my teeth. I don't want them to be like, well, you can come in, go ahead. I want to be well done. Thy good and faithful servant. Amen? And it's possible. We can live a life victorious. We can live a life of righteousness. We can live a life of holiness. You need to go ahead and tell yourself, I can. This is not self-help. This is biblical. This is truth. I can. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen? Now, 1 Peter chapter 2, a few verses here. You are coming to Christ, who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. 
talking about Jesus. He was rejected by people, but he was chosen by God for great honor. And you are living stones, talking about the church, the body of Christ. You are a living stone that God is building into a spiritual temple. What's more, you are his holy priest. Through the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. What we did this morning, great are you, Lord. We're offering spiritual praises and sacrifice, and God is receiving these praises as sweet aroma to him. But it's not just the songs that we sing. A lot of people can sing songs. But it's about the gifts that we bring in obedience. It's about being faithful. So no matter how high you can hit a note, if you're not giving tithes, that note's sour to God. Oh, I know that wasn't nice. No matter how great you can play an instrument, if you're not faithful to God in tithing and offerings... You're hitting bad keys all around. God is rejecting that. You're like, that's being awful bold. I'm being biblical this morning. It's not about getting your money. It's about you being obedient to Jesus Christ for the blessings. And people who are obedient always like to say amen they, because they, they don't have a problem with that. It's the ones who are like, i got to work on this. Okay, work on it. Today's a day to say I'm going to be different than I was yesterday. How many knows that God is able to help us change? That we're not, we're not just lingering in the past like, oh, I was... No, start today. Start right now. Because he's saying to us, I am placed in a cornerstone in Jerusalem, chosen for great honor, and anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Put your trust in him. That's what it is in being obedient in all those things. Giving of, of our tithes and of our talents and of our, treasure, our, our treasures. Uh, giving those things that we're trusting the Lord to use us and take care of us. We won't be disgraced. Yes, you who trust him recognize the honor God has given him. Talking about Jesus. But for those who reject him, the stone that the builder rejected has now become the cornerstone. Everything is built on Jesus. Not on any man, not on any other person, but on Jesus Christ. He is the stone that makes people stumble. Jesus is going to make people stumble? Jesus is the only way, the truth, and the life. And if people don't want to accept that, they're going to stumble and fall because the only way to stand is to lean on Jesus. It's the rock that makes them fall. They stumble. Listen. They stumble because they do not, say it with me, obey God's word. And so they meet the fate that was planned. You're saying you're preaching longer today. Well, because you guys are having lunch here. So I feel like... I have a little bit of latitude. And I haven't preached for two weeks, so I'm going to get it all in right now. But listen to this encouragement. Are you ready? Receive this verse. You're like, you've been beating us up. No, this is the word of God. But listen to this. But you are not like that. For you are a chosen people. You are a royal priest. A holy nation. God's very own possessions. And as a result, you can show others the goodness of God because he's called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Can anybody celebrate with me this morning on that? We're not like what we just read. We're a chosen generation. We're a holy priesthood. We're a royal priesthood. 
Why? So we can show the goodness of God to others. Has anybody have a testimony that you can share with somebody else to give them hope? The goodness of God. Once you had no identity as people, but now you're called God's people. Once you received no mercy, now you have received God's mercy. Dear friends, now I'm reading this from the New Living Translation because I liked how it just pulled it out. Dear friends, I warn you as, say it, temporary residents and foreigners. We're just temporary here. My love is not for this world. My love is for the kingdom to come. But my love compels me to share the truth with those who are in this world so they can be transformed from just citizens of this world to citizens and ambassadors of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God. Dear friends, I warn you, temporary residents and foreigners, to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very soul. So if you're ever in conflict about the world things and the church things, I hope it's not evenly balanced. I hope it tilts to the church thing up here. Or, or no, I mean the, the, the heaviness of the church bringing down the world things up here because it's, it's balanced, it's off balance. You see what I'm saying? The, the, the heavy part needs to be I'm weighed with the world or the church. I'm weighed because I, I have a burden for what God is doing through the church and through me through the church. Uh, this doesn't matter. So look at this picture, the scale. When you have more kingdom-minded and kingdom commitment and the scales go like this and the world things are being lifted up, you're lifting it up to Christ saying, I'm giving it to you because I don't need it. Amen? Amen. Last verse as our praise team comes back. Be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors. Then even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behavior and they will give honor to God when he judges the world. I share all this this morning. To give us a, a hope that we're on the right track. We're going to have conflicts in this world. We're going to have some pressures. But we have the peace of God that surpasses all understanding that I can make it through because I have a hope. So I give this message this morning for those who are watching online, those who are here in this room to realize that while we're here, we have to make a living. You have to work. The word even says that if you don't work, you don't eat. There's responsibilities that we have to take care of. There's some things that you need. You need to provide food. You need to provide clothing for your family. You have to do these things, but you have to line up those things and balance some things with the, with the word of God and following him. Being committed to the, the kingdom of God. I'm going to tell you, your church needs you before your little league team needs you. Oh. The boys in church need a coach in here before the little league needs a coach out there. You may be able to do both, but if you have to decide between one or the other, do the right thing. God is calling us to this time, this hour. 
this moment, not this just not this just just church, but all churches. We're in these last days. We've got to be on fire for Him, ready to serve Him, making room in our lives for Him completely. Anybody have some things that you would like to put in your house? Like I just don't have room for it. Well, the solution is you got to move something out of the way so you can put that there. Because if you keep piling up, people come in and like, this place. You ever been to someone's house and never got rid of anything? You're like, how does it all fit in here? I've been in, I, I've been in some places I couldn't even move around. Not church folks. This, this is when I was in sales. I, I was walking and I was like, how do they even get around their house? They don't know how to let go. We may need to let go of some things in this earthly walk that we're in so we can just make room for Jesus even more. So the, the call this morning is simple. As everyone stands to your feet. If you're here this morning and you say, I just want to make room for Jesus in my life. Whatever that means. It may mean surrendering to Him today, giving your heart to Him, praying a prayer of repentance, making room in your heart for Him to come in. I'll pray with you. It may mean making room to get rid of some busyness of life so you can have more of God, more of church in your life. It'll help you. Prayer time together, praying with other believers, Tuesday night prayer meeting and, and Wednesday night Bible study. Those things are important in growing and discipling. I mean, but I had to give up this. It's worth it. It's worth it. So I'm going to just ask all who will, who want to make room, come down here and say, I'm ready to make room. And let's just pray together. I'm going to come around and pray for you. Just press in this morning. This is my surrender. Here is where. 